0: Hi, everyone. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer at Majesco, and you're listening to the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast series. Follow along as I interview the best and brightest leaders in the insurance industry and insure tech landscape to bring you the latest in digital transformation, innovation, industry trends, challenges, and opportunities, as well as next-gen technologies. We use our experience to anticipate what's next without losing sight of what's now. Stay tuned to find out your next now. Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast, part of the Future of Insurance series here at Majesco. I am thrilled today to have Patrick Bracewell, the chairman and CEO of Forge Insurance, and Brian Mancino, the senior vice president of distribution, uh, joining me today. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Thanks so much for having us.
0: Well, yes. thanks for both of you uh, for Forge being a customer and a partner with Majesco.
1: We're excited to be a partner.
0: I always like to start it up. You know, we're a small industry, and typically everybody kind of knows everybody at some point in time. But I find it really helpful, particularly for the new people moving into the industry, is to kind of get to know my podcast speakers. Pat, if you can first start and then Brian if it over to you to kind of give a little bit of background your role and who Forge is.
1: Sure, I'll give you some sort of background on how I Got to Forge and it's a bit of a circuitous route. I graduated from college and went into sort of the, the financial services business, investment banking. And I was assigned to the insurance group, which at the time I thought was, you know, I was sort of angling for being dropped into the technology group, but, you know, the insurance group needed a body. And I actually found insurance to be super interesting. And so I was in the investment banking business for about Seven and a half years doing sort of capital raising and M&A work primarily for smaller commercial P&C carriers. And in that role was introduced to the property casualty insurance business, built a nice, had some great client work. From there, was introduced to Forge, which at the time was called Amalgamated Casualty Insurance Company, and built a relationship with the then chairman and, and CEO, who uh, a guy, Fred Brewer, who's still on our board. And for a period of time, stepped into his shoes as chairman and CEO, have been sort of with the company since uh, 2011. Forge, we re- rebranded the company in conjunction with a corporate restructuring, which, which occurred in the first quarter of 2022. Amalgamated Casualty Insurance Company was a mutual insurance company, and we did what's called a mutual to stock conversion. So we converted Amalgamated from sort of its mutual structure, did a stock offering, and we're now a shareholder-owned company. And as part of that uh, corporate restructuring, we rebranded the company Forge. Uh, That ties into some sort of business goals, long-term business plan and goals that we have Historically, Amalgamated was formed in 1938, so it's been around, you know, over 80 years. Historically, we've always been in the commercial auto space. And historically, we've focused on what's called the public auto segment, which is vehicles that transport human beings from sort of point A to point B. And that business has, you know, there's been a lot of changes, disruption, evolution, sort of in the sort of transportation space generally. We've actually begun sort of pivoting and, and we'll get into sort of, you know, how Majesco and the partnership with Majesco plays into this. But we've begun pivoting from sort of the our traditional legacy business of public auto to, you know, sort of small business commercial auto, sort of artisan contractor vehicles that are generally used as tools in the business, not so much, you know, sort of the sole revenue source in the business as they are in the public auto space. And there's some reasons for that, but that's some high-level background on, uh, you know, sort of how how I got here on Forge generally. Brian, you want to take it? But I've known Brian for a long time. We met, we worked at the same investment banking firm uh, for a number of years. I've worked with Brian in in various capacities uh, for quite a long time.
2: Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, my background is I did a brief tour of duty in public accounting and then went to the same investment banking firm that... Patrick worked at that really focused on middle market companies uh, with a specialty in finance and insurance. And then after four years there, I went to the buy side, which I thought would be a really complimentary career experience for me, and worked at an institutional investment manager. I spent a couple of years there and then learned that Patrick was beginning this opportunity at uh, what was then amalgamated and saw it as a great opportunity to learn more about insurance and have enjoyed the journey over the last 10 years. So that's how I got here and known Patrick for a long time. And, and I think it's really been exciting taking the company from where we started 10 years ago to the rebranding of Forge and really defining ourselves as an agent-friendly place, the place small commercial auto business.
0: Yeah, you guys have really been on quite an evolution and transformation from when you joined back in 2011. When we talked previously, going from DOS technology solutions to now the cloud, that transformation, you guys really had a very strong view about your strategy, your operating model, and that requiring a new technology foundation. Why don't you talk a little bit about that journey and how it is meeting today's customer and market needs, but more importantly, is going to help you guys create agility to adapt to the ever-changing needs in the market or the different types of
1: risks. Absolutely. It's been an incredible journey on many levels and technology is, it's been fascinating. So as you mentioned, yes, when I arrived in 2011, the company was on a DOS-based system. It was a small business at the time doing about, you know, a little over 3 million a premium a year. And, you know, the system was functioning system, but it didn't have sort of the, the ability to, to scale. And so we did put in place a new technology system, which was sort of an upgrade from the DOS-based system. And then over the past several months, we've implemented the Majesco system. And I think as we think about the business, historically our approach to sort of product design and underwriting, you know, the product design was relatively simple. The underwriting was a relatively sort of manual. There was a lot of sort of human intervention in the process. And I think as we think about sort of the long-term business plan, our product has evolved meaningfully and we're pulling in data from external data providers, sort of a lot of what had historically been brain of an underwriter, perhaps, is now articulated in product design. And we needed a technology system that could facilitate a more sophisticated product design. As we think about building efficiencies, we're a smaller business, we're rapidly growing. One of the core financial themes at the company is getting to scale. To do that, we need to be able to process more business with less people. Or greater amounts of business, the same amount of people, you need sort of a technology platform that can allow you to do that. So some of that is product design, and obviously you need a technology system that can accommodate more complex product and rating design that allows through over time, what we've referred to as sort of straight through processing. So reducing the amount of human intervention, the quoting process, the underwriting process. Realizing efficiencies that way. So, that's some of the we think about the evolution of product design and technology systems at Forge. Those are sort of the key themes. And Brian, maybe if you want to touch on how the distribution channel, as we think about sort of small business commercial auto, it's a different distribution system and approach than we've had historically at the company. It's a broader group. There are different needs with that group, perhaps, than, you know, sort of legacy public auto business.
2: Yes, I would say that when you look at our historic business, it was really a specialty business where we worked with people that had deep knowledge of transportation and we kept the distribution tight. They were really frontline underwriting distribution partners and as we looked to build our business to expand and serve a much broader range of small commercial enterprises, we realized that that business was broadly distributed. It was held by independent agencies and of every shape and size and the way to effectively communicate with them is having a technology system that is simple and easy to use because an underwriting inbox is not a process that you can work with that that works when you when you're talking about a high number of distribution partners relative to the staffing of your underwriting department so Technology was a a key area that we needed to address in order to execute on the vision to build a broader, more diverse book of commercial auto, which is an amazingly broad line of business with with quite a bit of complexity when you dig a little bit beneath the surface.
0: One of the things when we talked, I was fascinated about was your comment of that all roads lead through technology. And that was a huge decision for your company what did you look for in technology and why was the subscription model so important from an operational perspective?
1: Well, I think, take a first pass and then Brian, you correct me where I've gone wrong here, but I think in terms of the subscription model, I mean, I think that is something, whether it's technology or HR or as a smaller business that it is difficult to support in-house specialized capabilities such as technology. And so I think for a company that is small, mid-market, I think leveraging a provider that such as Majesco that has capabilities makes a ton of sense. It allows us to access capabilities that do-it-yourself route would not be able to to do on a budget that would make great then for our business. So it, it really, going the subscription route was always something that we had intended to do. I think in terms of how we landed with Majesco, I mean, I think our journey as we've gone from a DOS-based system to cloud-based system prior to Majesco, I think one of the key learnings is, you know, commercial auto, it's a complex technical build, and it's a demanding line. There's quite a bit of endorsement activity. It is stressful on a technology system. And I think when we looked at the landscape of tech providers, there are many out there. There were a couple core themes that, that we looked for. One was having climbed the mountain before, right? I think we, we wanted a partner that had specific, not only sort of done PNC, but had specifically done commercial auto and had done it at scale. I think the implication is that if you've done commercial auto at scale for a number of years, you've encountered from a technical standpoint, every possible permutation of transaction type. There's been presumably a lot of learnings along the way and sort of improvements to the technology platform. And so we wanted a partner that had sort of climbed the mountain, been there, done that, had done commercial auto at scale. It was where the experience was not gonna be sort of a on-the-job training for the technical vendor. We've been incredibly impressed with Majesco. That was one of the things that was most impressive to us was core capabilities in commercial auto.
0: Yeah, and Brian, I know with your focus on distribution, one of the key areas of focus from a technology standpoint was creating ease of doing business for the agents and brokers. Why is that transformation in your new digital agent portal built on Digital First, our Agent 360 portal? Why was that so key and what's been the feedback from your agents with regard to that?
2: So I think with agents, I'll I'll get a little tactical here, but especially in small commercial, business, many customers are on installment billing plans. While it seems like a given that any insurance company can accurately bill and invoice a a policy, when you have lots of policy changes and lots of customers on installment plans, the billing complexity gets pretty high for agents to manage that because ultimately they feel the burden and the weight of making sure that their insured clients are in good standing on their policies. As the agent that has some, and O exposure uh, to protect their clients and, and make sure that they're following up. So the ability to have really solid billing system and also deal with the flexibility that is required when customers need certain changes was a key area on the agent front that we were looking to address. And the ability to have the automated underwriting rules in actual quote flow was an area that we really looked to Majesco to help us implement and execute on as a way that we could essentially triage what's coming in the front door rather than having an underwriter making that part of their process. So the cloud-based platform where we could make development changes relatively quickly and deploy underwriting rules in the policy system in a very short amount of time were key things that really gave us the confidence that this was a platform that we could build the future of our business on.
0: Yeah, and one of the really important aspects, both for your customers and your agents and also just for growth for Forge, one of the opportunities is really to be able to bring new products to market and to seek out new markets to drive that growth with a focus on speed to market. What are you guys looking at as new opportunities ahead for Forge around products and new markets?
1: I think our... Our primary focus right now is rolling this small business commercial product out. And I think the step two will be a, a geographic expansion, expanding the small business commercial auto product into additional states, which on the Majesco platform is a really, it's a pretty seamless process. There are ancillary coverage lines, things like Inland Marine, GL, that I think would over time fit nicely with the core product that we're rolling out right now. And again, I think it should be from our view. I mean, the initial implementation was was an incredibly professional and organized and smooth process. Certainly that would bode well sort of over time as we open up and expand into additional product lines. But Brian, anything to add?
2: No, I think there's just a huge untapped opportunity for us in commercial law that is really right in front of us. And some of the things about Majesco that we really liked was the ability to get those states up quickly because every state has their own unique little twist, whether it's municipal taxes in Kentucky or strange rental reimbursement requirements in Minnesota. There's a lot of state-specific detail that needs to be met, and Majesco has the ability To help us with that as a smaller company, with a small product department, um, having that expertise built into the system is is really key.
0: When we talked, there's a real misnomer, I think, for companies that are smaller, that may be more difficult for them to innovate. And I know that's another area. It kind of ties into the new products and markets, but it's that whole focus on innovation. Smaller companies can benefit from uh, platforms like Majesco's NextGen to really enable innovation and to take advantage of the R&D that we put into the product to bring new capabilities to market that you guys can leverage. What would you kind of say to other smaller companies about the opportunity to actually innovate, but do it in maybe a slightly different way rather than having departments of people who are innovating?
1: Ryan, right, you want to take a crack at this?
2: Yeah, what I would say is on the innovation front, I, I think we've seen an incredible amount of innovation in the broader tech ecosystem. And I think You know, coming from, you know, Patrick and I both come from a financial background. One of the things that we've seen play out in the last handful of years is the companies that have gone purely on tech and consumer focus have put the insurance and the risk management in the background as they focused on the tech and the tech experience. And I think it's important for it being a carrier. And a risk taking entity that we remember that we're risk takers first and technology really is there to seamlessly enable us to take that risk for our insurance and our distribution partners. And so on the innovation front, what we really wanted was a company that had the core insurance fundamentals really well established and working the foundations of insurance. And then knowing that if you have the foundation right, the front end user experience can be built over time to be really agent friendly. You've got the right processes in place. So I think on the innovation front, what we've seen is there's been an incredible amount of innovation, but we also want to remember where a was taking entity first and foremost.
0: Patrick, anything to add?
1: No, I missed the question about what did you look for when you were doing the search for the technology venture? And I touched on having climbed the mountain before. The other piece, which sounds kind of simple, but it's important, is we wanted to pick a partner that was financially sustainable. I think it's important. I mean, these are sort of technology implementations. are They're massive undertakings. They consume a lot of financial And other resources. It's a lot of work. And it's something that you really, you know, I mean, our hope is this is a long term partnership. And I think one of the things that we liked about Majesco is it's a rule of 40 SaaS business. It's profitable, it's self financing. It's not dependent necessarily on the whims of the capital markets and and venture capital, which can come and go. So I think that was sort of a really important piece for us. It's a marriage in many ways. We wanted to make sure that we were had a partner that would be around and providing the same quality and level of service in the future that they were today. So that was just, I forgot to mention that earlier, but that is a, another incredibly important piece.
0: And that kind of leads into something else that we talked about. Obviously, got a partnership, and I know you've got partnership with others, part of that ecosystem aspect. Any kind of transformation initiative and the ongoing focus of making sure that you are continuing to kind of innovate and to add new capabilities out there really requires, I think, a different kind of relationship from say 10, 20 years ago, where it was a vendor and an insurer. It's really about a partnership today. What kind of expectations and what kind of relationship aspects are most important that you could kind of share with the audience and what do you think makes it work?
1: I think, you know, I'll be quick and hand it over to Brian, it's just sort of instrumental in, in the implementation. But I think the one of the important things is obviously having sort of a strong group of people sort of on the team. Both, I think we had that at Forge and obviously, you know, the team, sort of the implementation team at Majesco was great. I think to the extent possible, and, and it's never going to be perfect, doing as much work on the front end as possible to, to make sure that everybody is on the same page in terms of expectations and aligned in terms of what sort of deliverables are and that there's some great processes built into the Majesco implementation. There's structure around that that will force that to happen. But I think that's a really important exercise for potential clients out there. I think it's important to just manage communication and expectations internally and, and speak with a unified voice and i think that's sort of we tried to be disciplined about that and i think it led to an efficient quick implementation process i think we're in a happy customer
2: really i think one of the things that we were most excited about was knowing that majesco had already had business relationships and, and danced with the, the key vendors in commercial auto so lexus nexus isoveris pulled Pol- all the people that we knew had their own specific technical requirements to integrate, we knew that the main pipe was already connected to those data vendors into the Majesco Eco Exchange, and that the amount of effort it would take to turn it on in our company's specific environment was going to be accelerated. So knowing that we were one carrier among many very strong commercial auto companies on the Majesco platform, we also felt confident that future data that would be important to our business would also be important to other than just go commercial auto clients and, and would likely end up in the eco exchange, which would accelerate our ability to implement those into our, our process and system.
0: You guys have really done an amazing job. As a smaller insurer, you've got some really amazing experience on this legacy transformation journey that you've been on. I mean, going from a DOS system you know, to now a cloud system and a different operating model and all the things that kind of go with it what advice and best practices would you give to others considering this particularly for the mid to smaller insurers patrick
1: well i would go back to kind of the two comments i'd made before is picking a technology partner that's going to be sort of your full stack insurance technology provider i mean that is that's probably one of the most important decisions a company can make. It has implications up and down the organization, and if done correctly, it can be a real sort of transformational thing. And I think you want to minimize. It's a large investment financially and investment of time. You want to minimize surprises. So I think you know again, sort of going back to I think. Picking technology provider that sort of can demonstrate capabilities in your specific line, in our case, commercial auto, it's got some complexity that other PNC lines don't have. When we did demos, when we're doing a demo with Majesco, for example, I mean, we are looking at a commercial auto module in a system, not a PowerPoint presentation of here's what it would look like. I mean, the demos, were, we were sort of hammering away on an actual fully built iso base commercial auto system. You know, so that was super important for us. And I think for anyone sort of thinking about going down the path of making a significant investment, I think you want to make sure that you're partnering with somebody who we're you know, the likelihood of success is is very, very high because I think everybody's heard sort of the, the stories of folks. It's been a road to nowhere and there's been sort of unsuccessful implementations of technology systems. And I think a lot of that could probably be avoided by making sure on the front end you're partnering with somebody who's, who's delivered and delivered at scale.
0: That is great. So what's next? What's next for Forge Insurance? You guys are going to be building on and continuing this journey.
2: Brian, what do you think? I would say it always depends on your horizon here, but what's next for Ford Insurance as a commercial auto carrier is is probably telematics, UBI and figuring out, figuring out the data requirements and the business requirements to understand how that is going to change the the pricing environment and the the risk environment for the people playing commercial auto. So that's definitely one of the big technology items that's out there for us to understand and assess as a company going forward.
0: I always like to end my podcasts in the same way and no pressure. We've only had almost 90, a hundred podcasts. We've only had a handful of duplicates. If you could use one order or phrase to describe the future of insurance, what would it be and why? Patrick, why don't we start with you?
1: I just find it to be interesting. So I, I would say interesting. I got into the insurance business in sort of a, a backward way. And I, when I was, originally dropped into a, the insurance world that I wasn't sure as someone who's graduating from college you don't necessarily when you think of what's interesting exciting you don't necessarily think insurance but when you get into it there's a lot there it's always changing it's really really interesting and so I think there's going to be a lot of change in the years to come and in many ways it's a data game it's a relationship game there's a lot to it and so it's a fascinating business so I'd say I just find it to be you know fascinating interesting
0: and Brian, what about you?
2: my word would be resilience i think it's an industry that is the future of it is resilience when, when you peel it back we're here to help our insureds during periods of significant disruption to their business or their life and requires resilience from them and i think the companies that find a way to empathetically serve them during those periods that uh, help them with resilience uh, through their experiences and i think just from a business perspective you, you need your employees and your technology, and all your partners to be resilient as well, because uh, it's, it's a demanding business. So resilience is, is the word for, that I would use to describe the industry.
0: Amazing. Well, I will tell you that, Patrick, that word is new. And I'd have to double check, Brian, but that may be new as well. So you guys did great. All right. Well, it has been a great conversation and I think very much an inspiration, I think, for a lot of the smaller insurers, mid to smaller insurers, that they can do this. It just needs strategy. It needs a focus on what your business model is going to be and then the right technology. And if you've got the right people around you, you you can accomplish great things and you guys are... I'm looking forward to the things that you're going to accomplish next and the the new innovations that you're going to bring out to market with some products for your customers, for the agents and brokers to support you. So amazing, amazing journey. Thanks guys for today.
1: Thanks. Thanks so much for having us. We appreciate it. Thank you.
0: That's it for this week's episode of Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast. Subscribe to our market leading podcast series available wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in the next time.